Hi there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hope everyone is doing well today. This is Marilyn Ritchie back for another episode of the Calm Podcast. Today, I I first want to start by just mentioning and reflecting the importance of this day in history. I am recording this episode early in the morning of Friday, September 11th. 2020. Uh, This is obviously a a historic day. 19 years ago today, when the um, city of New York and Washington, D.C. and uh, the town of Shanksville, Pennsylvania, experienced a lot of tragedy and devastation. And it was a, a really hard day for really everyone in this country. And I was talking with my kids about September 11th last night. You know, my my 14-year-old has learned about it in school a few times already, but my 12-year-old didn't really know too much about it or she didn't remember much about it. So we were talking about it and and I was reflecting and just remembering that day. You know, I was a graduate student driving into graduate school for a statistics class and the announcers on the radio were joking about how a plane had just crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. And what idiot would fly a plane into a building? Like, how did you not see it? Is this a new pilot? And at first they were really laughing and making fun of what had happened because they thought it was like a little tiny plane and not a big deal. You know, this was right as it happened and things were starting to be discussed on the Internet. And then, you know, within minutes, it became very real what that whole event was and what was happening. And I just remember the the sadness and the fear that came, but then also within days, the sense of community and togetherness that we felt in the country. It It was a time of crisis that... At least my reflection of it is that everyone really came together and, um, you know, got rid of our partisan views and very much became patriotic about our country. And I don't know, this morning it was making me a little bit sad, a little bit um, envious of the time when it did feel like we were more united in the United States. It feels like right now things are pretty polarizing and, and separated. And I, I'm, I'm hopeful that maybe with all of the reflection of September 11th, because I know this is something that, you know, a lot of media outlets are talking about, and certainly it's on social media today, all over the place, that 
We'll just take a moment and certainly remember those who were lost, but also remember that time when we were able to put our differences aside and come together as a country. I think with the crises that we are going through in this country right now, we really need that that sense of community and patriotism and togetherness. And I hope that that we can can find that. Um, we found it once, 19 years ago, and I hope we can find it again. So with that, I want to pivot to the topic of the podcast for today. And I decided that I want to talk about priorities. And part of the motivation for talking about priorities is that I don't know about the rest of you, but I have definitely felt pretty overwhelmed over the last few weeks, kind of in this transition to fall. Things at work in academia are ramping up, you know, committees are starting to have their meetings and classes are starting and we have new students to get oriented and kind of the the hustle and bustle of academia comes back to life in the fall after kind of slowing down a little bit in the summer. Even though we're not on campus, it still has that feeling of kind of rejuvenation and busyness. My kids started school. We're now at the end of the second week, so that's creating busyness. Uh, they are both both participating in some fall sports that is creating some busyness, but also some stress and anxiety because of COVID and you know, making sure that the teams are doing everything, following CDC guidelines and being really safe. And so, I don't know, it just feels a bit overwhelming. And simultaneously, I am certainly drowning in email. I don't know about how others are handling it, but man, I cannot keep up with the mountain of email that's coming. And so I spent some time this week really thinking about priorities. If we don't set priorities, then we can begin to feel like we're drowning in the list of things that we need to do. We start to feel feel like we're a failure at everything. I know I've talked to a few friends lately who said, well, I feel like I am failing at work, I'm failing at home, I'm failing my friends, I'm failing as a parent, I'm failing everywhere. And I think we can all get to that that feeling of overwhelm. And if we're not focusing our attention on anything um, over and above other things, it feels like everything is, you know, falling to crap. So if you are having those feelings this week, like there are way too many things to do and you're never going to catch up and you're drowning in all the things, then this episode is for you. So here are the things that I am doing this week to help set my priorities and and think through my priorities and figure out how to get things more on track instead of feeling overwhelmed and chaotic. Um, The first thing is really taking a look at my priorities, both my work priorities and my life priorities. So life here being things at home and personal things. And really thinking about which ones are a priority for me right now. 
If everything on your list is a priority, then nothing is a priority. We cannot make everything a priority. Otherwise, nothing is important. It's kind of, that's another saying, right? If everything is important, then nothing is important. You have to take a look at all of the things that you need to do and rank them. Basically, these things take higher precedence, higher priority. They have to get done, and these other things don't. So we have to look through that list of things and decide for ourselves, where is the focus going to be for this hour, for this day, for this week, for the weekend that's coming up? What are the priorities and where am I going to focus my time? Related to that, kind of the second component is that, quite frankly, you get to choose what your priorities are. I think other people would love to tell us what our priorities are, but the reality is that we get to decide for ourselves. I think there's this misnomer that that we can do all the things. Um, if you look on social media, that's a, a great hashtag to just look at what people post, hashtag all the things. And some people say we can do all the things. And other people say, we can't do all the things. I think it depends on how you define it. If you get to decide which priorities make it into your hashtag all the things, and those are all of the things that you have full intention of completing and getting done and achieving, then sure, you can do that. But if your definition of all the things truly means all of them, all the things at work and all of the things at home, that's just not realistic. We have to pick and choose which things we're going to do and which things we're going to drop and say no to, or we're going to at least take off the list for today and they're going to become a priority some other day, or they're just going to go away. It's something we're not going to do anymore. Looking through that list and deciding which are the things that are most important to you that are going to give you fuel, they're going to make you proud, they are going to be motivating and exciting and inspiring to you, those are the things that we should prioritize. Of course, there are some things that we have to do that that really aren't exciting or fun or invigorating, but we just, they're the things you have to do. We have to pay the bills. We have to have clean clothes. So somebody has to do the laundry. We have to do grocery shopping. Otherwise, there's no food in the house for the people that live there. So of course, some of those things, you know, aren't as fun and inspiring. But which of them do you have to do? Do you have to clean out the storage closet today or this weekend or this month? Probably not. Unless you're moving, you probably don't have to get that thing done. You might want to, but in the context of the other priorities that you have, maybe that one gets paused or delayed or taken off the list. So first step, write them down, type them in your phone, type them on your laptop, make your list of priorities, and then pick which are the ones that are the highest and which ones can go off the list.
All right, now that you have that list of priorities and you know which ones are most important to you and you know which ones maybe are less important or you're less excited about doing, can somebody else do some of the things on your list? Can you delegate them to someone at work or someone at home, depending on which list you're looking at? So there are times that, especially at work, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do the thing. It'll get done faster. It'll take more time to send a request to somebody in the lab and ask them to do the thing. I'll just do the thing. If I do that too many times every day, suddenly I haven't gotten to anything on my actual list because I end up doing things that I could have delegated. And so this is something, it's a continuous work in progress. You know, I have a team of people that I can delegate to. I have an administrative assistant that I can delegate to. I am trying to do that consistently. And it's a struggle sometimes because there are things that feel like they're faster if I just do them myself. But part of the reason to hire people and build a team is to have this collaborative group who work together. And so if I do all the things, that's taking away from their opportunities to do things. And so I'm trying more and more to delegate. Similarly at home, are there things that someone else in the house can do? It's very easy, especially for a woman, to try to take on everything and almost be the martyr where, you know, even though we have this long list, we're just going to take care of it. Nope. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll run the errand. I'll do the shopping. I'll do the laundry. I'll go return that thing. I'll do all the things. And then we're exhausted and depleted and worn out. Are there things that you could ask your kids to do, depending on the age of your kids, if you have them? Um, During the pandemic, that's certainly something that my husband and I really started to lean more on. You know, we have, you know, a teenager and almost a teenager, and because they're home a lot more now, there are things we can delegate to them and have them do it. Do they do it as well as we would? Sometimes, sometimes not. Um, Does it take longer sometimes because we have to explain it to them or show them or redo part of it? Sure. But we're starting to teach them those responsibilities. And at least in the immediate term, it takes it off our list. So unloading the dishwasher. Sure, they don't put everything away in the right spot, That's okay. They'll learn. If we keep doing it ourselves, then it's always going to be on our list. Alternatively, could you pay someone to do any of the things on your list? I read a book this summer um, by David Bach called Smart Women Finish Rich, and it's a really great book. I highly recommend it about, you know, for women being smarter about money. Um, David Bach was inspired by his grandmother who really taught him about money. And so this book talks about kind of how we spend our money. And he has, he actually has another book that I read called The Latte Factor. And he focuses on how we waste so much money on frivolous things like lattes. You know, you could make a coffee at home and you can make a delicious coffee at home or you could go spend $6 on one at a fancy coffee shop. And so he talks about how we shouldn't waste our money on those types of frivolous things. However, he also talks about how if there are things that you could pay someone else to do, and in particular things that take your time, 
you should do that if you can afford to because your time is money. So for example, things like cleaning your house, that may seem like a luxury. And for some it is. But in many cases, having a service to come in to clean the house, if you think through kind of how many hours of your time does that take and what else could you be doing with that time to earn money, you know, it, if you're taking time away from a job that you're doing or consulting that you could be doing, or could you just take money away from something frivolous like lattes or Um, take out food or going out to eat or um, buying shoes or clothes and spend that money instead on a cleaning service such that in those three or four hours that it takes to clean your space, you get to spend that time either with your friends, with your family, with your kids, working, something that's on your priority list of things that are most important to you, where yes, you have to clean the house, but If that's one of the priorities that you really don't want to do and you can find a way to make financial changes in other areas such that you could afford that change, he talks about how like this is a great way to, well, number one, take something off of your priority list that you don't want to do that is a huge nag. Two, it gives work and employment to someone else who is looking for work. And then three... It allows you to spend your time on priorities that you want to spend time on that are going to give you life and encouragement and joy. And so I thought that was great. He talks about it, as I said, in Smart Women Finish Rich. Again, that's David Bach. Highly recommend it. And he also talks about how there is no shame in this. So delegating or paying someone to do things that are on your list that have to get done that you don't want to do should not be shameful. You are not admitting to failure by delegating or paying someone to do something on your priority list. All successful people have help. If they don't admit it, they are lying to you or to themselves, one or both. People have spouses who help. They have services that they use. They have family members or friends who help. They have a team of people behind them. Successful people are not doing everything on their own. And so if you decide to delegate some of your home tasks, you decide to hire a nanny to come help with your kids, you decide to bring in a neighborhood kid to help watch the kids while you're making dinner just so you don't have to worry about them, or you hire a service to do the laundry, whatever the thing is that you don't want to do, if you can take that priority, and especially one that you don't want to do, but it has to be done, and get help to do it, like that is a win-win across the board, and then you can take your precious time and spend it on the priorities that are going to bring you joy. I am really intentional about this one, and, and my husband and I focus on this regularly. What can we do to make our top priorities that we enjoy the most important, and those kind of tasks that we don't wanna do that have to get done How can we kind of get those done efficiently and without sucking away all of our precious time? Okay, the next one is one that I struggle with, I'm going to be honest. 
we have to learn to say no. I hate saying no. I am a recovering people pleaser. I always want to be helpful to others. I always want to say yes. I always want to help out with the thing. I hate saying no. No, I can't do that. No, sorry, I don't have time. I hate saying no. However, we have to teach ourselves to say no more often so that our future self can be successful in achieving all of the high priority items on our list. This is something that I routinely have to work on because I don't like saying no, but I often, often get really mad at my past self. And I will sometimes yell at my past self, like, why did past Marilyn say yes to this thing? I should have said no, because now here I am. I can't get it done on time because of all of the other things that I also said yes to. And so figuring out which things actually make our criteria to be a priority, which things really should be done, we should say yes to because they are things that give us joy. They are things that we need to improve our career. They are things that we need to improve the quality of life for our family. They are things that we need to rejuvenate ourselves and take care of ourselves. Which are those things and which ones really don't check any of the boxes and we're doing it because we feel like we should. We don't want to disappoint someone. We don't want to be perceived as selfish, and so we end up saying yes to too many things. The more that we can teach ourselves to know the difference between something that we truly ought to do for the good of ourselves or for our family or our workplace or our community, and which are the things that someone else would get much more joy and kind of happiness out of doing, that we should say no so that someone else can say yes. That's definitely a good way to think about it. Kind of every opportunity that presents itself, someone will do that thing. So um, this happens to me a lot with being invited to give talks at various things. I hate saying no. You know, if a group has made a decision and they've asked me to be the person that's going to come and give this talk at a in a seminar series or at a workshop or a conference, I hate to say no because I feel like, you know, it's an honor to be the person that they've asked. And so therefore I should say yes. If I say yes to all of them, I won't have any time to get any work done. I would be giving talks every week. I need to say no to some of them so that other scientists have the opportunity to give the talk. If I give all the talks, then no one else gets to give a talk. So think about that when when you're saying yes to things too many times because you feel like you should, you might actually be taking opportunities away from someone else who would also like to do the thing and would potentially benefit from it more than you, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed. And so back to this idea that there's no shame in delegating or Saying no so that somebody else has the opportunity to do something, it actually, perhaps it's actually a really positive thing to say no to some things because it is giving opportunity to someone else. 
So I'm certainly trying to flip the narrative in my own mind about saying no to things, saying no to attending some event that in theory sounds good, but I know in practice on that day, I'm not going to want to go and I'm going to wish I had said no. Just say no. It's better to say no from the beginning than to say yes and then back out of it. Say no to the you know, work opportunity that presents itself that you know you don't have time to do. Or if you really want to do that one, what would you take off the list? Every yes to one thing is a no to something else because we still only have 24 hours in the day. We all only have seven days in the week. So there's only so much we can get done. Back to what I started with, these priorities. If everything's a priority, then nothing is a priority. So we've got to choose our yeses and choose our noes wisely. The last point that I want to make is one that I try to do on the daily and certainly every week, and that is to review my priorities. Uh, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I'm a list-making person. So I often have lists of, you know, what I need to get done today, what I need to get done this week, what I need to get done this month. And I look through those lists and prioritize items. And it's important to review it regularly because things change, right? So what was really important to me two weeks ago may not really be a top priority anymore. Um, For whatever reason, things have pivoted and changed, and now that thing either doesn't need to be done at all or just isn't as important, and so it just kind of moves down on the list. You have to give yourself permission to change those priorities as life evolves and life changes. That is just part of it. And I think it gets back to this idea that I talked about very early on, I think episode one, you know, one of my big kind of mental shifts happened a few years ago when I realized that this whole idea of work-life balance was the wrong way to think about it, at least for me. That word balance implies that we are teetering to stay exactly equal and balanced or in equilibrium between work and life. And therefore, back to priorities, the work priorities and the life priorities have to be in balance. That's not real. Some days, life priorities are more important. They go up. Some days, work priorities are more important. And that's whatever your work is, if that's work in the home or work outside the home. There are days that things have to take precedence over other things. And so it's not balance. It's not equal. It's not equilibrium. It's harmony. Can we get the work things done and the life things done in a way that allows us to feel like things are in synchrony? Everything's getting done what it needs to get done. We can kind of keep a calm mental attitude toward things. It's harmony. And so I certainly try to review my priorities on the regular basis. I would encourage you to do the same. 
if this isn't something that you generally do, you just kind of each day go through the day and get things done, I I would suggest that maybe you take a step back if you have a few minutes kind of, of quiet to just think about what are the most important priorities for me and, and am I spending the time on them? Especially for, for people who are um, in trajectories of their career. So I'm thinking about certainly graduate students, postdocs, junior faculty. You know, COVID has been a change in how we are able to get work done and how we are able to find harmony between work and life. It has been probably the biggest disruption that I have seen in my 20-year career. And so now is a really good time to look at your priorities and make sure that with the limited time that you have in each bucket of life, that you are focused on the highest priority items that are going to make you successful and make you happy. If you're not sure what those are and you're struggling to figure it out, talk to someone, talk to your mentor, talk to a friend, talk to a family member. For junior faculty, I would definitely suggest finding a senior faculty mentor or go to your mentor committee. Get feedback on which things on your list that have to get done really ought to be the highest priority and which things can come off the list. Because in this time of the pandemic, when we have new things on our list that have never been a thing we had to do before, For example, virtual school. When did we ever think virtual school was going to be a thing that we had to deal with? And then making a decision between hybrid school and virtual school. I mean, come on, this year is just so bizarre. Still, we have things that have to get done. And so review your priorities. If you need help reviewing them, find someone. Ask for help. I certainly have talked with folks about my priorities. I've talked with people about theirs. I've been helping my trainees think about their priorities and the next things that they need to get done to get to the next level. Reviewing them really does make you feel better instead of just having this giant overwhelming list of things that have to get done that can just make you feel like you're drowning. So instead, review the priorities, focus on the ones that are going to bring achievement and joy And you will feel much better about kind of how you're getting into harmony between your work list and your life list. That is it for today. I hope that you are doing well here as we transition from summer into fall. Make sure that you're taking time for self-care Make sure that you're taking time to connect with loved ones and make your list of priorities. Make sure that those loved ones are on that list. We shouldn't focus only on work. We've got to focus on ourselves and we've got to focus on the people that we love. That's it for today. Take care and I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of The Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination, it's about the journey. 
Let's make it a great one. Until next time.